practically speaking, if you apply this at the top political level, uh, somebody at the level that you're playing at can, and you've also been judged as committing economic errors, political faults, all kinds of judgments, which can obviously hurt and can unbalance you in whatever you're trying to create. How do you deal with this kind of criticism on the one hand on the other, and on the other hand, the vulnerability and the authenticity that you're trying to bring to the European space? Have you listened to the first episode yet? It's about her vision of feminine leadership and what it feels like to be considered wrong before you open your mouth in a meeting. Well, the first thing is that very often your, your critics, uh, they don't want to help you do better. They, they want to promote their own agenda and they want to use you as a stepping stone to do that. Uh, so I have, I have tried to you know, exercise my ability to figure out what is real criticism that I can learn from, where I should do better or I should correct errors. And what is just, you know, rubbish that I should throw over my shoulder and never think about again. Uh, and that I think is very important. And it can be helped by having people uh, close to you that are willing to discuss what you're doing in an honest and open um, way so that you have something with whom you create a learning space because then the criticism that comes from people who, as I said, they don't want to help you, they just want to use you, then you can deal with that in a better way because you know you have your own room uh, to improve yourself and to learn. So you don't have to learn from your biggest critics uh, knowing that, that they want to hurt you and, and not to make you learn. Yes. And I've heard you speak to the power of a great team several times. And I've always been wondering, how do you work with the advice that you're getting? Because obviously you can never have all facts when you're taking your decisions. And it's very important to be able to tap into that inner knowing and, and trust some kind of an experience or intuition that probably you feel when you're taking those important decisions. Do you have... Um, yeah, again, a, a practice or is that a skill that you've worked on or something that you've always had that you were capable of hearing that inner voice and trusting the inner judgment? Well, I think the best advice is always to sleep on it. That's the first thing. Never, never decide, you know, important things. Uh, maybe a proposal. I think if you want to marry him, just say yes. But in, in any other uh, circumstance, I think it's a good idea to sleep on it. Um, and the second thing is to show those who give you advice that you trust them, that they have been thorough and thoughtful and going through the details um, because you should not redo what they have done in order to be able to give you advice while at the same time making it absolutely clear that it's your decision, it's your responsibility, no matter what advice you have been given, it's your decision and your responsibility. Uh, and in that room, I find it easy also to be, you know, devil's advocate, to, 
ask people to, to turn uh, 180 degrees, see things from a different side, because they know I trust them completely to have done their job. And it's not their responsibility if things goes wrong, it's mine. Yes, yes, absolutely. And how do you balance all this with your private life? Uh, we know that your portfolio is endless and you could be working 24 hours and at the same time, media keep on reporting about your hobbies. You're a mother of three. Uh, I've been wondering what's your take on the ability of women of this era to have it all also as a mother and as an executive woman. Do you think there's a, there's a price you're paying in your private life or is the recipe to having it all, probably having that partner who stands by your side and, and is a pillar that you can count on? What is your advice to women who are sometimes taking those choices at turning points of their careers when they, they, when they feel that they have to choose one or the other? Well, the thing is that that you have it all, but maybe not as in the magazines, and maybe not as your mother had it, and maybe not as your grandma had it, but you have it all because it's your life. And of course it's different. We live different lives from, from what your sister may be doing, uh, also within generations. And, and by saying that, I think it's very important to leave aside sort of the measuring stick. There is a perfect, uh, because there are so many ways to, to work and to be a mother and to be a wife and to be a friend, and you have to weave it all together. And when once in a while, you know, I get sort of that conscious and say, oh my God, I should do more of this or more of that or less of whatever. Um, I try to figure out if that is a signal that I want to change things or it's just sort of, you know, outer world perfection, uh, measuring stick sort of, you know, attacking me um, because then it's just, of course, false. Because of course you're having it all, it's your life and it's full. Uh, and I think if you're, if you're aware of sort of the, the triggers that will tell you whether you find that it's balanced in your way, then you can also uh, late in life uh, have children who have not, you know, shouted at you and said, you should have done differently, but, you said, but I did it as I wanted to do it. Yes. What about the physical well-being? Uh, we know that you're a jogger and I don't know what other practices you do. Speaking more to the younger professionals who feel under that pressure to show up, create their careers. We all have imposter syndromes and perfectionism and we're hyper committed to the cause to serve Europe. How do you balance that passion to serve with the risk of, for instance, burning out? Well, I think it's, it's difficult to be a, a good uh, decision maker and, and to stay on course if you do not leave uh, time for yourself. It could be, you know, like walking to the job or uh, making sure that you do something completely uh, out of the job, uh, that you have just plain spare time on your hands where you do things that are not job related. Uh, because, you know, we, we really need you. Uh, 
we need you to be uh, here, to be engaged, to be passionate, uh, and to be persistent. So, of course, doing so much that you burn out is horrible for the people with the burnouts, but it's, it's also not good for anything else. And, uh, and I think most people, when they come back from their vacation, uh, hopefully having almost forgotten their password, they realize sort of that all the energy they put into having a clear desk, clean desk before they left, now they're back and all of a sudden you're back in it again. Uh, I think it's important to be able to exercise uh, sort of the ability, I can leave this and come back renewed and refreshed without having a clean desk left behind me. Genius. <laughs> I have a couple of very short questions for you. Feel free to mm -hmm. answer with one, two, three words. What's the dream job that you would create for yourself now if you weren't a politician? And now, check out the next episode with an exclusive Q&A session with her most secret dreams, role models and weaknesses that she learned to accept. It's crossed with everything that's ahead of us for this season. Yeah, likewise. Likewise. And thank you very much for doing this. I hope that your podcast will travel very, very far. Thank you. It will. Also, thanks to your help. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Thank Take you. care. Take care. Oh my God, that vulnerability and authenticity that she brings to this space. I couldn't have wished for a better guest to open season two of Lights in Europe in our podcast series. So drop your likes and comments underneath this episode. Share it with everybody around you who you feel cares for the future of uh, transformation leadership in Europe. And don't forget to click on the subscribe button on my Lucia Collections of a YouTube channel so that you are notified about every single episode that's coming up because there's great stuff held up for you. Thank you for your support and see you next time.